Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. You are in in what part of the country? Southwest Colorado. Wonderful. How are you picking us up? Oh, I stream you guys on my uh, iPhone every day. Fantastic. Um, I am a resident of Sterling Heights, but uh, I frequently come to Southwest Colorado. I am just thrilled to be hearing from you out there in Colorado. Continue to listen, tune in again, and call at your earliest convenience. Godspeed. Run to Win with Daryl Wood, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. on Faith Talk Detroit. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air Bible talk with Pastor Henry Moss. Now, if you have any questions, that is why Marcus is here. He's told me that he's going to write your question down, and then he will uh, launch your question on this program or ask it uh, when uh, I stop some of my teaching and give you a chance to uh, a chance to um, uh, for me to get that question. So if you do have questions that are outside of the lesson, call. That number is area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emily Moss. However, you will not be on live, but your question will, because Marcus will tell it to me, and we will break it down. What I want to spend the largest majority of my time doing, my friends, is teaching you Christian apologetics from every angle, uh, dealing with science and evolution, dealing with um, the documents, the historicity of the Bible, uh, dealing uh, with uh, the legal historical evidence, uh, all evidence that needs to be marshaled forth, uh, theological evidence as well, I'm going to give you so that you will be prepared to deal with those who attack the veracity of the Scripture and of the Word of God. So you might want to get something to write with, something to write on, as I continue uh, these lessons on apologetics. And let me say right off the bat, have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. So call Marcus with your questions at area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. You can leave your name if you like. Uh, 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 Just ask your question, and definitely, as soon as an opportunity opens up, I'm going to let Marcus ask me all these wonderful questions that you will launch at me. However, let us continue with apologetics. The proof, the evidence, as um, uh, Josh McDowell would say, evidence that demands a verdict. That is what it is all about, friends the evidence for the New Testament and the Old Testament that demand a verdict. That means once you are faced with this evidence, you have a choice to either accept the Gospels, accept the Old Testament, accept the Word of God, or to turn away from it. 
but we do need to lay down these evidences. So we started last time with some things that we talked about. We kind of ended talking about a one skeptic, a philosopher and skeptic, a guy by the name of uh, David Hume, who, while he wasn't a Bible believer, did uh, concede to the fact that the, uh, the universe had to have an intelligent author. So we passed on from that and went into some other areas. Here's one very important fact for us to miss, uh, to make sure we don't miss, and that is, remember that the New Testament is not one source proof of the history of Jesus, but a four-source proof. In other words, we have four Gospels, okay? Four Gospels, they make up one if you put them all together, but four Gospels, each of them giving proof of the historicity of Jesus and of his work. To be honest with you, in ancient Greek literature, there are less copies that historians teach at school. Okay? They don't have the same kind of manuscript evidence that the New Testament has. Yet, uh, you have some in liberal colleges that will challenge the historicity of the Bible and the New Testament, even though there's more manuscript evidence than for secular topics. Uh, the hypocrisy there is absolutely appalling. So do remember that, that in the New Testament, we have not a one-source proof, of the history of Jesus, but four sources, right? Uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Each of them giving I Testament testimony, and some of them, um, let's put it this way, where one will see something, and the other will omit it and talk about something else. But see, it is good. Some people say, well, why aren't Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John saying exactly the same thing? Well, because they write from different viewpoints. The Gospels do not contradict each other, but some of them do fill in gaps. For instance, some of you may call and say, well, it said he only talked to uh, one angel. The next Gospel says there were two. Well, the one that says he talked to one angel, okay, the other says that there were two angels there, that's no contradiction. One apostle just focused on the angel that spoke, didn't say that the other angel was not there. In fact, what happens, that's how, how eyewitness testimony works. Eyewitness testimony, you have to get all of the eyewitnesses to, and put them together to tell whether or not what really happened. Not that they contradict each other, but that they see different things. I've got a perfect example uh, that happened to me. This was years ago. I even hate to bring it up. It bothered me so much. Uh, and I still think about it today, and it gives me the willies, where I was driving, and believe you me, following the speed limit, following the speed limit in Detroit, and was going uh, past a, a bus, a school bus, about to stop, and a student ran right in front of the uh, of my car, right in front of my car, and my car hit her. Oh, I'll never forget it, never forget it. Uh, from then on, even though I was walking around, and, 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 you know, standing, got under my car and stood on the curb, I was totally out of it. I just was, I was totally devastated, right? The police showed up, and then as the police were coming, people uh, started surrounding me, people who had actually saw what happened. And they were able to explain what I couldn't explain. They said that this uh, gentleman, meaning me, tried to stop, and the girl uh, ran out from behind the bus, did not look both ways, and then that's when she got struck. I mean, they filled in all the gaps. In fact, the police officers just talked to them and then talked to me and said, okay, we understand, sir. Uh, uh, just, you know, you be careful, blah, blah, blah. But thank God for them. 
because they were able to see it. Each of them added a different aspect of it. Some of them saw me coming, said I was driving within the school limit. Some of them saw the girl who walked and did not look both ways. And because of them putting together the eyewitness testimony uh, of these different people is what really uh, helped me a lot in that particular uh, 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 situation. So that's the way eyewitness testimony is. And that, uh, that's how eyewitness testimony must be. Okay? In other words, uh, police officers are very skeptical when you have uh, people that they apprehend and they say exactly the same thing. If they say exactly the same thing, what police say, this is how police collect evidence. They say that um, it looks like they've been schooling each other. There's got to be some different aspects to it, and that's the way it is with the Gospels. So all the questions about talk to one woman instead of two at the tomb, that kind of stuff, what the New Testament is, is eyewitness testimony, and it matches what we know about uh, eyewitness testimony and verification. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Now, let's get into another area, area of apologetics. This kind of enters into some uh, theological territory, right? That uh, we do need to recognize that when we look at the, uh, uh, the veracity of the New Testament, right, the New Testament, we talk about that the New Testament is a four-source document, unless we include the epistles, meaning there are the writings of Paul, but, and then John, the, the, the revelator. But here, if we look at this particular fact, uh, is that the New Testament apostles, now how we know that the New Testament apostles uh, wrote uh, under the inspiration of Scripture is that the New Testament apostles, now understand this, the New Testament apostles were on the same level as the Old Testament prophets. Yes, that's absolutely true. Okay? So we need to recognize that when we're reading the Old Testament, which we know is inspired by God, the New Testament also is inspired by God as well. Now, also, this is another thing that's gotten yours truly, that is me, in a lot of trouble theologically. Why? Because I have asserted, and I will just admit it, that I do not believe that there are apostles today. I don't. I believe that the apostles had a uh, specialized ministry that is not repeated by anyone in today's church, and so technically there are no apostles today. Now, I'm respectful. I don't go around insulting uh, people who say they're apostles, you know. Uh, uh, Maybe in a certain sense they are. Uh, so I don't mind even, I've even broken to the point where I will call them apostles if, that would be, if that's what they call themselves. But in, estim- in, but in terms of where I'm at, uh, there are no one thing I say to them, and anybody who says that they are an apostle, is that there is no one who stands with the apostolic authority that the apostles had in the New Testament. Not a single one. Okay. Well, what you should be asking by now is, Pastor Moss, prove your point. If you are right, can you demonstrate to us in the Bible that apostles okay, had a unique ministry that is not repeated today? And I would say to you, absolutely, I can. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. You can call anytime you want to with a question of your very own. Give it to Marcus, he'll write it down, 
and then he'll just take over this program <laughs> during a, a session or two when I'm quiet and ask you a question, and we'll be glad to discuss it. All right. What I told you is that there is no apostle today who can duplicate the authority of the New Testament apostles. No one in the church who calls himself an apostle stands in the shoes of the New Testament writers. Well, Pastor, where do you get this? Second Peter. Go there. Second Peter, chapter 3. Second Peter, chapter 3 is clear. Once again, Second Peter, chapter 3, verse 1. Listen to this. Listen to this, where Peter writes, This second epistle, beloved, I now write unto you, in both which I stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance. Okay? So he's writing to the church. And by the way, these letters were sent to all the churches, okay? Because the apostles ruled all the churches, okay, uh, overall. Uh, now, they didn't pass them. They, they uh, ordained elders. That's in Acts 14.23 to uh, supervise these house churches. But they themselves, they were over all the churches. And they wrote Scripture. Notice this. He says in Second Peter 3 and 2, now listen to this, that you may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets and of the commandment of us, the apostles of our Lord and Savior. What? That's right. You heard it, that you may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets. The holy prophets, Jeremiah, Isaiah, Zechariah, all these guys, they wrote scripture in the Old Testament. And, and the commandments of the apostles put on the same exact level as that. Okay? So that lets you know that as far as Peter is concerned, that the apostles were writing under the same authority. They wrote the word of God. Uh, uh, just as the Old Testament prophets did. But the amazing thing about it is that Peter didn't, didn't just stop there. Peter had more to say about this particular subject. He sure did. Right here in Second Peter and in chapter 3, verse 15. Okay? 2 Peter, chapter 3, verse 15. Notice what it says here. Okay? Uh, and I'll give it to you, and I'm sure you will make the interpretation Exactly, just like that. Second Peter 3, okay, uh, and verse, we'll read into it, verse 14, where it says, Wherefore, beloved, seeing that you look for such things, be diligent, that you may be found in him in peace, without spot and blameless. Now, watch verse 15. An account, that's what Peter writes, an account that the long suffering of our Lord is salvation even as our beloved brother Paul also, according to the wisdom given unto him, has written unto you. Now, watch what he says about Paul's writing. This is what another apostle said, that's Peter, uh, about another apostle's writing. Okay? He says in verse 16, as also in all his epistles, that means letters, Speaking in them of these things, in which are some things hard to be understood. He says, the way that God is inspiring Paul is pretty deep, right? Some things which are hard to be understood. But watch this. Which they that are unlearned and unstable rest, as they do also the other scriptures. He compares, in fact, he literally says that Paul is writing scripture just as the Old Testament prophets wrote Scripture, just as, as Peter wrote Scripture, just as all of the apostles back then wrote Scriptures. Okay? 
that's what he says. Okay? He says, uh, then there are people who twist them uh, to their own destruction. But the acknowledgement is that the New Testament uh, apostles, just as the Old Testament prophets, were able to write Scripture. Now, understand this. There is not a single person who calls themselves an apostle today who can write inspired Scripture. Now, they can preach inspired messages from the Scriptures uh, and give you illumination on the Word of God. That's what teachers and pastors all do. But they cannot write Scripture. So we've got to be clear on that. Okay? So that is what separates one thing that separates the apostolic authority in the first century amongst those apostles from those that we see now. Okay? Is that fair enough? Now, first of all, if we look at uh, uh, Paul, how did Paul uh, uh, understand okay, what Peter said? Well, we're going to see that, um, uh, that Paul refers to his own writings as scriptures. Yeah, he does. He refers to his own writings as scripture. Where? First Corinthians fourteen. First Corinthians fourteen and thirty seven. Turn there, if you will, to show you what he says himself. This is from, from uh, the very writings of Paul himself concerning his own writings. Okay? So what does he say? Notice here in, in Corinthians, first Corinthians, and in chapter fourteen. Verse 36, 1 Corinthians 14, 36. Oh, I hope you have your Bibles. This is Bible talk, my friends. It says, what, uh, Paul writes, what came the word of God out from you, or came it unto you only? Then verse 37, he says, if any man think himself to be a prophet or spiritual, this is Paul's writing, if any man think himself to be a prophet or spiritual, let him acknowledge that the things that I write unto you are the commandments of the Lord. But if any man be ignorant, let him be ignorant. <laughs> so in other words, Paul said, if you don't believe it, that's up to you. But I am a, a, an apostle, and I write with apostolic authority, uh, giving you the word of God, just as the prophets did. Wow. Okay. Number to call Area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. Be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Going to take a break, and we'll be right back. Solar Solutions of America wants to know if you want to save money on your electric bill. Have you considered owning your own power? Solar Solutions of America is a local Michigan-based team of experienced and licensed solar professionals. We offer turnkey solar energy solutions for your home or business to reduce or eliminate your electric bill. We offer zero-down financing options, and you can qualify for federal tax credits to make owning your own power even easier and save money. In spite of Michigan weather, our customers enjoy great savings on their electrical bills, and you can too. Solar Solutions of America takes care of its customers, monitoring the system to make sure of peak performance life of your solar array. Call for a no-obligation solar assessment for your home or business. 1-800-576-9495. 1-800-576-9495. Or visit solar-solutionsofamerica.com. You can also follow us on Facebook or Instagram at Solar Solutions of America. 
send wishes of joy and love to those on your mind and heart this season with free online cards at CrossCards.com. It only takes a minute to personalize and send a CrossCards.com e-card that will brighten the holiday season for family and friends. From scripture-inspired cards to heartfelt messages, even party invitations, CrossCards.com makes it easy to let others know you're thinking about them this Christmas. Celebrate the most wonderful time of the year with free cards at CrossCards.com. I grew up Pope, which is even worse than being from poor to CEO, the incredible journey of Herman Cain. My American dream entailed working hard and making $20,000 a year. But I surpassed that goal and became a corporate CEO. The story of one man's amazing journey from a poor, undereducated family to the highest levels of corporate, social, and political America. I didn't have to be taught work ethic. I saw it firsthand, and it had a big impression on me. From poor to CEO, the amazing true story of the American dream that will inspire and motivate you and your family to live your best life. We'll all be able to say free at last. See the movie From Poor to CEO, The Incredible Journey of Herman Cain, available at SalemNow.com. Go to SalemNow.com. Get 20% off with promo code DETROIT. That's SalemNow.com, promo code DETROIT. Hello, friends. This is Daryl Wood, host of Run to Win. I've got some exciting news in addition to listening to us on Faith Talk FM 92.7 and AM 1500. You can now stream us live on Radio.com. Just go to Radio.com, tap Choose News Talk, and scroll down to WLQV Faith Talk. It's that simple. Or pick up the Radio.com app. Either way, it sounds great, and you're going to love it. Check us out at Radio.com. Go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. Uh, don't you just love the way that Marcus gets into the seasons of the times of his music? <laughs> Remember to call area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. If you have questions about the Bible, questions about apologetics, questions about the kingdom of the cults, call Marcus, give him your question, and it will be addressed on this program, okay? That's all you got to do. He'll write it down. He will ask it of me, and I will give the answer. Uh, if you don't want to do that, then keep listening. We're dealing with apologetics straightforward here. In fact, in the lessons that are ahead on this radio uh, uh, program, you're going to get into historical apologetics. You'll get into philosophical apologetics. You'll be dealing with uh, 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 false religions and the kingdom of the cults, the difference between a cult and a religion, all these things on the Bible Talk program here on WLQV, right, from 6 to 7. Make sure you don't miss it. Now, to call the air code 866-423-9578. All right, we've looked at uh, uh, something that's very important to understand. That is that the apostles wrote literature on the same level as the Old Testament prophets. Under the inspiration of God, okay, uh, they, uh, uh, their words are inspired 
just as the words of the prophets were inspired and authoritative to the church. Okay? Now, I can write a book. I've read great books written by scholars. Uh, Dr. David Jeremiah, what an excellent book he wrote on prophecy. But his is not inspired scripture. Okay? The books that we write for scholars aren't inspired scripture. They're illuminated uh, to give us an understanding of scripture. But they are not the inspired word of God, 2 Timothy 3, 15, 16, does not apply to them. Uh, but definitely, as they reflect the Word of God and help us to understand it, they are very valuable indeed. But we have to recognize that what makes the apostles of today so different from the apostles who wrote the Bible is that they, their writings are Scripture. And when, they, when their letters went to churches, no matter which church it arrived at, the church had to obey because it was the Word of God. Okay? In fact, uh, we see that uh, Paul referred to his own writings as Scripture. Yeah, he did. He knew it. He wasn't being braggadocious. He just was telling it like it is. In 1 Corinthians, and in chapter 14, uh, uh, where he uh, wrote to churches, and this is, uh, in, this, in, in fact, all the letters were written to all of the churches. In other words, it might have went to Corinth, but, uh, you know, what happens is they got spread around so that all of the churches got these letters. Because what was said uh, concerning one uh, needs to be applied to the rest. Look at what it says here. 1 Corinthians 14.37, right? 14.37. I think I, I may have read this, uh, but let me give it to you again in case I didn't. He says in 1 Corinthians 14.37, If any man think himself to be a prophet or spiritual, let him acknowledge that the things that I write unto you are the commandments of the Lord. But if any man be ignorant, let him be ignorant. Then he starts talking about tongues and other things. So we have to recognize uh, the, the fact that the, the Bible is uh, Scripture, Old Testament and New Testament, Old Testament written by prophets, and New Testament written by apostles. Both authoritative works for us today, uh, letting us know what God wants us to do and how uh, and what we're supposed to preach and teach in the church. Okay? Also, we've got some other interesting things that happen, uh, some that happened to me, in fact, which gets us further into this study of uh, Christian apologetics. I remember when I went to William Tyndale College years ago and also Ashland Theological Seminary. At both of them, I did study some world religions. Uh, and then also at Wayne uh, State, I took some classes as well uh, in world religions. And one thing that really bothered me is where there are some writers who would say that uh, the New Testament... Uh, where it talks about the resurrection of Christ, uh, especially the resurrection of Christ. In other things, too, when it talks about the resurrection of Christ, it is based on myths that were written before the New Testament were written. I said, wow, okay, that's something. What, what a thing you say. You mean to tell me the resurrection and the death of Christ? And I said, oh, yeah, some of these liberal professors. Yeah, all of that stuff was borrowed from um, religions that preceded the uh, New Testament, okay? Uh, uh, that, that's where these things come from. Uh, uh, you know, in other words, uh, it's called the copycat theory, that actually the New Testament borrowed uh, their stuff from some other stuff. Now, what's interesting to me, when I heard that, first of all, I said, wow, okay? Nobody in church told me that, okay? okay? However, when I got to William Tyndale College now in Ashland, they kind of uh, they strained it out for me. But what blew my mind is that this uh, objection has already been met in Scripture by the Bible itself. Second Peter one sixteen, okay? Second Peter one sixteen, where almost it's as if 
that the Holy Spirit was anticipating that this might be something that uh, the devil would use. In Second Peter 1 and 16. Okay? And here's what uh, we see uh, uh, Peter writing about it. Amazing. Okay? He says, uh, and evidently dealing with this, thing, uh, this same thing, that kind of a, uh, attack, I would imagine, must have been out there already in order for him to deal like it, like he did. We'll start it, uh, we'll read into this verse, Second Peter chapter 1, verse 15 and 16, where it says, Moreover, Peter writes, I will endeavor that you may be able, after my decease, to have these things always in remembrance. Then, verse 16, he is careful to say, For we have not followed cunningly devised fables, when we made known unto you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He attacks the copycat theory, the pagan copycat theory, right off the bat. Okay? Once again, uh, here in, uh, did I say second? Yeah, second Peter, let me make sure I quoted it right. Second Peter, and in chapter 1, verse 16, for we have not followed cunningly devised fables, okay? when we made known unto you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of his majesty. Okay? We saw it. We did not make it up. We did not use cunningly devised fables from the past, like the so-called Osiris myth, where uh, there was a resurrection of Osiris, which is not true. In fact, even the Egyptian myth itself, which many wanted to say uh, the New Testament borrowed from, has nothing to do with the uh, New Testament. What happened to Osiris, uh, these are mythical Egyptian gods, is that he was killed by his brother Seth, Okay, uh, no crucifixion, killed, and placed into a coffin-like tomb, all right? And then he was buried under some water, okay? That's how he died, okay? Um, did he rise from the dead? Well, uh, not really. What happened is uh, his mother and then wife, because they had really messed up morality uh, back then in Egyptian culture on this, uh, she found the so-called tomb and uh, took him out of it. She had to sew back a body part that has been cut from his body, uh, and he didn't rise from the dead for everybody to see. According to the myth, he went into the underworld where he stayed and, uh, you know, dealt, dealt there. That has, in other words, definitely that's not a copycat of the New Testament, because if you're copying something, it's supposed to be exact. And uh, there's no correlation between that and what is spoken of by the resurrection of Jesus Christ and the over 500 witnesses that saw him, according to Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. So there's a number of it. There's good books that refute that. Josh McDowell has done a real good job at refuted that, refuting that theory. So if you hear that in your college classroom, young people, know the fallacy of it. The Bible itself ignores it, okay? Uh, the, uh, the Bible was not copied from any pagan uh, uh, copycats, all right? Uh, some said that, uh, uh, that Jesus was doing miracles just like Buddha was. Well, really, if we look at the most ancient Buddhist text, Buddha did no miracles. In fact, what Buddha said, I'm going to quote Buddha, okay, because I did study that in world religions, where Buddha himself said, if someone does a miracle, then you know it's not me. 
because he's, and in fact, the, the, uh, the most uh, ancient expression of, of Buddha was just a man who taught the Four Noble Truths and the Eightfold Path, not a miracle worker like Jesus was. So the pagan copycat myth can easily be dispensed of, okay? And there's a lot of good uh, literature you can get on this, especially if you look at uh, Josh McDowell's collection of apologetic books. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss, dealing with the subject I like to deal with and giving you a big dose of it, my friends, which is apologetics, apologetics. So when you go for that, well, it's going to be rough now, uh, Christmas. You know, they're telling us not to, to, to visit out in some cases. But if you're not visiting and you're still going to be in contact with your loved ones, then talk to them about Christmas. Talk to them about Jesus Christ. Uh, and get the discussion to be around Jesus and bring out some of these very important apologetic facts that maybe they heard and were not able to defend. So hopefully it can be a bridge to you preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ to them. All right. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Dealing with apologetics, you can call... Uh, Marcus, he will take your question if you've got a question that you want to ask. However, I am dealing with the subject of apologetics. Get your notebook out. Get your pencil. Get your ink pen. Get your recorder. You can record this stuff, and hopefully it will help you a lot in dealing with the kinds of uh, stuff that is said today. All right? Now, another thing that is challenged by people is uh, morality. Okay? You know, who said you have to do this or that? Okay? Uh, where is the God that established moral law? Those kinds of things. Okay? Now, definitely that's uh, another challenge you have to, to meet okay? in terms of um, what we call it is the, the relativity of our time, right? Where there, um, uh, everything is relative. There's no such thing as absolute truth. Okay? No such thing as absolute truth. So that's something that we have to handle and attack head on as well. Uh, and I think one of the first places to go is first to see what the Bible says, right? over in Isaiah, and in chapter 5, verse 20. I love this verse. So clear. You expect this kind of talk, actually, in the uh, New Testament. So when you see it in the Old Testament, it's absolutely fascinating. All right? Remember, number to call, area code 866-423-9578, if you've got a question. Here's what Isaiah says. In Isaiah chapter 5, and verse 20. Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, and that put darkness for light, and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet, and sweet for bitter, okay? People who change things around. Something that is evil, like homosexuality, they want to call good. And then some of them want to call what is good, which is marriage, evil, okay? Wow, that's the kind of world we live in. Verse 21, Isaiah 5, 21, Woe unto them that are wise in, in their own eyes, and prudent in their own sight. All right? So that's exactly what the Bible says, the denial of absolute truth, wherein Jesus was the one who said, the truth will set you free. Okay? okay? Now, uh, is there any uh, truth to relativism? Absolutely not. Okay? Uh, absolutely not. And this was put to the test years ago, years, years, years ago. This was put to the test in a very, very funny example. A very in, uh, 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 good example 
uh, that happened some years ago led to some of the demise of the whole idea of relativity, what's true for you is not true for me kind of thing. In that famous argument, that famous debate, some of you may be old enough to recall it, the famous debate that took place between William Buckley and Hugh Hefner. That's right, I'm trying to get that Hefner. Hugh Hefner. Might not remember, right? Hugh Hefner, the playboy, dealing with William Buckley, the intellectual. Now understand, William Buckley was not necessarily a Christian, but he was a man who had a lot of common sense. Okay? And so he was discussing morality with Hugh the Hefner, right? Uh, and in that discussion, it went back and forth, okay? And uh, uh, William Buckley asked Hugh Hefner a question about his playboy buddies. And uh, he said, I'd be glad to talk about them. Yeah, I have the Playboy bunnies, and, uh, you know, men are attracted to these women, and so we have a place they can go and greet these women, and they wear these nice little bunny suits and all of this. And so William Buckley's just back there uh, listening to it, okay? Uh, And then, so William Buckley, now remember, he's not a a Christian necessarily, but he did have some moral fiber, let us say. So he asked Hugh Hefner, he said, well, uh, uh, Hugh, these are bunnies there, all right? Got all these bunnies up there. He says, do you think that that is, uh, uh, that's good, that that's the moral thing to do? And Hugh Hefner laughed and said, well, you know, they're, they're adults and the men are adults, and uh, so uh, that's what they like. I think, uh, you know, we should accommodate them. I see no problem with it, okay? And then we take a break. Come back and find out the answer that you have to gave. We'll be right back. Which is even worse than being poor. From poor to CEO, the incredible journey of Herman Cain. My American dream entailed working hard and making $20,000 a year. But I surpassed that goal and became a corporate CEO. The story of one man's amazing journey from a poor, undereducated family to the highest levels of corporate, social, and political America. I didn't have to be taught work ethic. I saw it firsthand, and it had a big impression on me. From poor to CEO, the amazing true story of the American dream that will inspire and motivate you and your family to live your best life. We'll all be able to say See the movie From Poor to CEO, The Incredible Journey of Herman Cain, available at SalemNow.com. Use the promo code DETROIT for an extra 20% off. SalemNow.com, promo code DETROIT. Are you tired of paying high fees and commission even when you lose your money? How would you like to never lose your money again due to market risk? Join Joel Uplegger for the Safe Money and Income Radio Show Saturday mornings at 9 on FM 92.7 AM 1500 Faith Talk Detroit. You can also call Joe now for your complimentary customized Safe Money Kit and Safe Money Book at 866-436-0133 That's 866-436-0133 Life insurance for a dollar a day? Really? Sure, if you're young, in perfect health, and want to get coverage that you'll have to replace when you're older and not so healthy. If you want real life insurance coverage that'll be with you for life, call Big Lou. There's no dollar-a-day bait-and-switch schemes, only honest answers and quotes you can depend on. If you're 50 years old with a little more belly than you'd like, $750,000 for 20 years could be less than $200 per month. Go to BigLou.com and read Lou's reviews. He's a straight shooter with the best reviews you'll ever find. 
Call now to get your free, no-obligation quote and get started with affordable term life insurance. Call Big Lou at 800-529-2856. That's 800-529-2856. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on a few meds, too. Call 800-529-2856 or visit BigLou.com. Hello, friends. This is Daryl Wood, host of Run to Win. I've got some exciting news in addition to listening to us on Faith Talk FM 92.7 and AM 1500. You can now stream us live on Radio.com. Just go to Radio.com, tap Choose News Talk, and scroll down to WLQV Faith Talk. It's that simple. Or pick up the Radio.com app. Either way, it sounds great, and you're going to love it. Check us out at Radio.com. Don't you love that Christmas music? I do. Gets you in the mood, doesn't it? Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with uh, Pastor Emmy Moss, dealing with the subject of apologetics. And remember, if you enjoy this radio show, then send donations to support it by sending uh, your donations to P.O. Box uh, 05877. That's P.O. Box 05877, Detroit, Michigan, 48205. All right, getting back to the debate between Buckley and Hugh Hefner. So, uh, William Buckley, of course, uh, an intellectual from days gone by, dealing with Hugh Hefner, uh, who was the, uh, I think, the originator, creator of Playboy and the Playboy Bunnies. And William Buckley was asking him about the morality of all this. And Hugh Hefner said, well, the men like it, and the women like it, and they get paid, so fine. Then William Buckley asked him this question. says, the, you have some, and I, I wish I could pick up, you know, because William Buckley had this great British accent. And he said, um, uh, Hugh Hefner, uh, you have some daughters, do you not? And Hugh Hefner said, oh, yeah, I certainly do. And William Buckley asked him, he said, uh, tell me this. Would you mind if your daughters went up and... Um, uh, uh, or uh, the men went up there and, um, you know, started to deal with your daughters. Would you uh, supply your daughters to these men? And Hugh Hefner, his, I think his cigarette almost fell out of his mouth. His eyes bugged out. He started mumbling. <laughs> he didn't anticipate that question. And William Buckley asked him again. He said, well, what about it, Hugh? Would you, uh, would you do that? Would you expose your bunnies to uh, these men just like you do? Uh, if they were your daughters, would you do that? And you have to actually turn red, okay? And he said, you know, that's the one weakness that I have, uh, Mr. Buckley, that even though I do this, I definitely would not have my daughters up there. The debate was over. Hugh Hefner lost, and William Buckley, even though he was not a Christian, necessarily as I know of, he won the debate because of the fact that, of course, you need morality. All right? <laughs> of course, there, there are things that they are right, and there are things that are wrong, and you know it. And he proved that in that particular debate. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Uh, going to take a break, and we'll be right back. 
This is Albert Moeller for townhall.com. Even in the year 2020, the sounds of Christmas are in the air and in our homes. One of the most beautiful of the classic Christmas carols asks us the most important question of all. What child is this who laid to rest on Mary's lap is sleeping? Christmas demands an answer to that question. The year 2020 has disrupted many of our normal rhythms and traditions. This year has also heightened anxieties and introduced uncertainties. But the question remains. In the stillness of a winter's night, the question rings out loudly and insistently. Who is this child? Many of you know the carol's answer. This, this is Christ the King, whom shepherds guard and angels sing. Joy, joy, for Christ is born, the babe, the son of Mary. That is the true answer to the question. The baby is Christ the King. May you and your loved ones know the full joy of Christmas. Merry Christmas. I'm Albert Moeller. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Impacting policy decisions today. Preparing public leaders for tomorrow. If you're thinking about replacing your windows, I want you to think about plastic. That's right, plastic. Most windows are made out of vinyl, which is just a fancy word for plastic. You know, the same thing they make those flimsy, cheap outdoor chairs from. Plastic. The same thing you put your sandwich in or they make water bottles from. Plastic. Even expensive composite windows are really just plastic made with wood. Plastic window frames will expand and contract and expand and contract and eventually warp in Michigan's nasty weather blender. Here's a better idea. Call Performance Remodeling for heavy-duty fiberglass windows that won't warp, won't bend, and won't lose their shape. They look fantastic and come with real lifetime guarantees. We can do that because they're made from fiberglass, not plastic. Call Performance Remodeling today at 586-540-6000 or online at windowsroofingsiding.com and replace all the windows in your house for as little as $2 a day. $2 a day. That's 586-540-6000 or online at windowsroofingsiding.com. I grew up Pope, which is even worse than being poor. See the movie, From Poor to CEO, The Incredible Journey of Herman Cain. I've never shied away from hard work. Rising from poverty, he achieved the American dream. We'll all be able to say, free at last! From Poor to CEO, The Incredible Journey of Herman Cain. Available at SalemNow.com. Use the promo code DETROIT for an extra 20% off. SalemNow.com, promo code DETROIT. Hello, friends. This is Daryl Wood, host of Run to Win. I've got some exciting news in addition to listening to us on Faith Talk FM 92.7 and AM 1500. You can now stream us live on Radio.com. Just go to Radio.com, tap Choose News Talk, and scroll down to WLQV Faith Talk. It's that simple. Or pick up the Radio.com app. Either way, it sounds great, and you're going to love it. Check us out at Radio.com. Number to call at area code 866 423 area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. I have a talk with Pastor Emmy Moss, and when I say on the air, I mean to get your question on the air. Marcus is there. If you have a question that you need him to ask 
uh, me, give it to him. And uh, it'll be on this program. If you give it to him now, it will be on there tomorrow, because I will be doing the program live tomorrow as well. All right, we're looking at apologetics, Christian apologetics. We're going to be dealing with it from all kinds of uh, uh, angles, uh, uh, things that help to prove that the Bible is the Word of God, uh, and that you can have faith in the authority of Scripture. That's exactly what we're dealing with here. Uh, and now we're looking at the whole area that the Scriptures were collected and copied. Now, unlike other writings, unlike Greek mythology, unlike uh, uh, the Hindu Scriptures, right, uh, the uh, writing of the Bible was guarded. And we get self-testimony from the Bible itself that it was put together to avoid error. Where? One big chapter that I love, Ezekiel chapter 13. Ezekiel chapter 13, where it starts out uh, saying, uh, and this is in Ezekiel 13 and 6, where Ezekiel writes, They have seen vanity and lying divination, saying the Lord says, uh, and the Lord has not sent them. <laughs> Some are saying the Lord said, and he hasn't sent them. Friends, I want you to know that's happening today. And they have made others to hope that they would confirm the word. Verse 7, have you not seen a vain vision? And have you not spoken a lying divination? Whereas you say the Lord says, uh, albeit, I have not spoken, God says. So beware of that. There's some people who are speaking as prophets, saying this came directly by revelation of God, and God didn't say anything to them. The Bible tells you to beware says here in verse 8, gets further, where Ezekiel writes about how the writings of God were pre preserved. says in verse 8, Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, because you have spoken vanity and seen lies, therefore, behold, I am against you, saith the Lord God. Verse 9, And mine hand shall be upon the prophets that see vanity and that divine lies, they shall not be in the assembly of my people. So what God ordered the Jews not to put the writings of false prophets in with Holy Scripture. They, they guarded against that when it came down to the Bible, okay? the Old Testament here. Okay? We see the same kind of thing repeated in the New. Neither shall they be written in the writings of the house of Israel. So uh, the Jews took uh, guidance from God to make sure they did not put any false document alongside of uh, the scriptures, the Old Testament scriptures. Okay? Uh, so that is why we can have confidence in what the uh, uh, scriptures say, and anything that does not have that prophetic focus as the uh, uh, Old Testament books have, the 39 Old Testament books we have, should be rejected. Okay? Rejected. Uh, so that's why we cannot accept the Apocrypha, okay? written after the Old Testament was already closed. It says, they shall not be in the assembly of my, of my people, neither shall they be written in the writings of the house of Israel, neither shall they enter into the land of Israel. And you will know that I am the Lord God. So right here in Ezekiel 13, we see one of the first big examples of the fact that Scripture was guarded. The writing, production, it came from God. God made sure that the scribes accurately recorded only what was revealed. All right? Uh, so they were test applied. The prophecies had to be verified, come to pass, and God so guided the scriptures that no error was in them. Now, this cannot be said 
for Hindu uh, documents or Buddhist documents or other documents on this level. Uh, it can. All you have to do is study um, the history of these documents, and uh, you can prove the, 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 the fact. And as we continue to study here, uh, in apologetics, you will be getting overwhelming evidence okay, uh, that what we're saying is so, that the Bible is the Word of God and that the Bible can be, uh, is verifiable, definitely verifiable. Okay? Uh, we're going to be looking at Daniel as he quotes from Scripture. We also are going to be looking at how the Bible tells you to go back and read what the old prophets, <laughs> the Bible more focuses on all the old prophets who wrote the Scriptures than uh, some of these new so-called prophets that come on the scene. That can't give you that now because we've run out of time. So I look forward to seeing you uh, hopefully tomorrow here on the Bible Talk program. God bless you. See you next time. Sponsored by Bible Bootcamp Ministries. of happy little children waiting for sunrise, a stocking full of candy and a big surprise, look at the happiness in their eyes, they're glad it's Christmas, people caroling into the night, where the snow is falling, they're sleigh bells tonight, we'll snuggle to a nice warm fire, I'm glad it's Christmas, but before this day, Yes, Think of how much love you used to give today. Then wonder why we can't give it all every day. There is no reason. Every season is love. People really need one another. Man, woman, boy, girl, sister, and brother, we. we Wish happy holidays to you. Happy holidays, happy holidays, happy holidays to you. And for this holiday season celebration, let's lift our hands to the holy nation to say thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Happy birthday to you. 
General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.